0: Good evening everyone. Uh, The verses I've been asked to speak about uh, are found on page 1175 of your uh, Bible uh, and uh, the one in the pews uh, and it is from Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 to 21 in particular. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 to 21 page 1175. Let us hear the word of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now let me just put this into a little bit of context for you. This is the great apostle Paul chained to Roman guards in Rome writing a letter which he probably dictated rather than wrote uh, through Tychicus to this church in Ephesus which is in Turkey. If you ever get the opportunity to visit Ephesus it's well worth it. I've done that myself. And he's writing to encourage the church who are in difficulty. And he writes to them about what is to, to know Christ how to live the Christian faith, and he goes on writing till about three chapters or thereabouts, and suddenly he stops and starts to pray. He bursts out into prayer, and his prayer for the Ephesians' church is so grand and so wonderful that I wonder if anyone of us ever would dare to pray the prayer that Paul uh, prayed uh, for the church in Ephesus. For example, he says in verse 18 that they may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ to know that love have you ever prayed that you might know the fullness of the love of God that surpasses knowledge now you might say well how could that be how could the love of God surpass knowledge and yet you might know it it seems a conundrum But that's what Paul prays. Have you ever prayed that? That God might let you know the height and the depth and the power of the love of Christ. Have you ever done that? Are we going to do that tonight? Or are we just going to pray only words? And not only that, he goes even further and he says to the Ephesians, he prays for them in verse 19, that they may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God that they might be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Is that possible? Have you ever prayed that for yourself, that you might be filled to the measure of the fullness of God? Have you prayed that for one another? Paul did. He wasn't afraid to pray these majestic prayers um, for the church at Ephesus and indeed for ourselves. Now, then he goes on, and this is my verses in particular, uh, to verse twenty then he goes on to say now to him who by the power that he has is able to do far more than you can even imagine or think now wait a minute what does that mean well it certainly means this for me anyway that you must not limit god to your understanding and your knowledge and your background yes god has given you a brain what are you given it for that you might use it i've no doubt about that That he's given you experience But you have been perhaps in the church for many, many years and you know what goes on. Yes, use all that. But don't let that limit God because God can go far beyond that, even far beyond your understanding, far beyond your thinking even, far beyond your imagination, he says. God cannot be limited because he is limitless. And through you, he can do all these wonderful things. Let me tell you, A true story about myself since this is a 2014 and everyone uh, often does that when I was at university uh, because I'd become a Christian through a Muslim home I had no support from my family and one of the difficulty is that you had to in those days you had to get a grant from the university in order to be able to uh, continue your studies and I had to work during the summer holidays to pay for the all the books and the bits and pieces and you can imagine the pressure that brought because my father often refused to sign the forms and I didn't know from one year to the next whether I'd be able to continue well at the very beginning I prayed about this to the Lord and all kinds of things happened I wrote to the uh, university court and they sent a wonderful letter back saying how sympathetic they were but they couldn't uh, couldn't help me so I prayed and I said to God well Lord what do I do here? And I got a promise from God, which I thought was utterly wonderful. You know what God promised me? He said, Riaz, you do your work properly, which was no difficulty for me. I loved medicine anyway. I'm paid to do the job. And if this is what I promise you, that you'll pass all your exams first time. You will not need to do any research. Wonderful, I thought. I can be able to work during the summer holidays. I don't need to worry about my research. And I went with excitement to tell my Christian friends at university, look. Look at the promise that God has given me. I'm going to pass all my exams first time, no resets. And they just laughed. And they said, don't be daft, Riaz. You can't get a promise like that from God. That, that doesn't work. And I thought, well, that's funny. That's the promise God has given me. Well, to cut a long story short, I went through first year, got through all right, no bother. No resets, second year the same, third year the same. And then I came to fourth year, when in the fourth year, we sat the final written medicine and surgical examination. That was the final, and we sat that. And I went into that examination at that time absolutely overcome by emotion, overcome by difficulties I had in life, uh, which I don't have time to share. And I went to do this exam, and I sat there. You know the type of exam, as you get the right answer, you get one mark, If you get the wrong answer, you get one taken away, and if you're a very poor student, you can end up with a minus 100, that kind of thing. (laughs) So I did this exam, and I'll tell you this, I failed. I failed. I just couldn't think straight. And as soon as I'd finished uh, in a very discourteous manner, I just went home, I didn't speak to anyone. And for about, uh, I was thinking about uh, four or five weeks during the Easter holidays, I could have thought about this. And the evil one came to me, and he pointed to me and said, "He's let you down this time, Riaz, hasn't he? He's let you down. You failed. You failed. He promised you that you would not fail, but you failed." And I had no answer, because every time I got a question in my mind, I looked up the answer. I put, how did I do it? I put it wrong. I looked. I remember another question? I looked it up. Looked up the answer in the books. Wrong again. Everything was wrong. 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 I had failed. I'd failed you can imagine how I felt what would that mean, end of my career would I not be able to work during summer holidays I'll have to try and do research, what would happen well this is what happened after these uh, four or five weeks of holidays we went to see the exam results and those days were very cruel all the exam results were posted on a notice board and you went up there together with a hundred other people to see if your name was there or not and we went up there and know what I found no results The next day we all went, another 100 people looked, no results. The class had been divided into two, and the west side had got the results and moved on, the east side, where I belong, nothing. Third day we went to look at the exam results, nothing again. So you can imagine what everyone was like. Went to see the professor, and the professor said he would address the class, something like this, by 100 people. And he came, he stood before the class, and he said this. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot explain it but the first time in the history of Glasgow University which is going for five centuries something disastrous has happened every single paper on your side was incinerated before a single one was marked, that has never happened before you can imagine everyone shouting, and screaming, throwing paper praying, I was sitting in the back saying praise God, praise God we have a second chance we have a God of second chance get thee behind me Satan God knows what he's doing And the professor said, you'll sit another exam in the Hunter Hall West in Glasgow University, and off he went. And a week later, I sat with the others, a bit more calm, ready to do the exam. And lo and behold, the same professor appeared. You know what he said? He said, ladies and gentlemen, those who are more astute amongst you will realize that you have been asked to sit the same paper because the university court has decided that there wasn't enough time to set a new paper and I spent all the Easter holidays looking up all the answers (laughs) to all the questions that I could remember what does Paul say God is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask or think that's what he can do and how does he do it what he says is quite clearly this by the power that he does through you did you get that that uh, to his power that is his work within us, within you now God can use angels he can use um, archangels can't he? he can use spiritual beings but he doesn't he chooses you and I that's what he does he chooses you and I so where are you? are you going to let your own mind, your own thoughts your intellect to stop God and say this is as much as the Charlotte Chapel Church can achieve or are you can say God is able, he can do all things He can do wonderful things through us. Yes, through you and I. But not only is through you and I as individuals, it's also through the church in Christ Jesus. See how the family of God works together? And when we work together, as the Ephesians were encouraged to do by Paul the Apostle, then nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Are you looking for um, some kind of... um, My time is fully up. Are you looking for some kind of revival? Are you looking to see Edinburgh converted? Are you saying it's not possible? I say it is possible. I think God can do all things. And what we need is to pray and genuinely believe that God can use us to make that happen. May his name be glorified and praised.